If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Monday, June 19th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for every little thing about Waffle House. The customers, the employees, the food. Mr. Bobby. Mr. Bobby, who sat us the the morning of Father's Day. The, The sticky tables. Yeah. All of it. The charm. All of it. I do wish they would invent a way to keep the syrup things, the syrup vessels Mm -hmm. from getting so ridiculously sticky. Yeah, they're so gross. And there's nothing that can be done about it. But uh, I love everything about it. And that's where we went Friday, or I'm sorry, Sunday morning for Father's Day. We walked to the Waffle House that's near our house and it it was absolutely perfect. No. I'm glad that you had a nice day. Yep. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for the ice packs that we have. I just feel like they're perfect. I love our ice packs. They're very flexible. They've been through a lot with us and I like them. Well, Callie's currently using them after she gets her uh, injections Mm -hmm. her nightly injections for baby stuff. Uh, She is, she is just wrapped up with ice packs like a drug mule. I am She's kind of tucked into the waistband of her pants. That vi- I do. That visual took me a minute. I'm like, what is he talking about? Yeah, one thousand percent for sure. Uh, we have a special edition of the Upside today in honor of Juneteenth, which is a federal holiday. This is the second year that it's being officially observed, and I still don't think a lot of people know about it, myself included know the details of what it is and and why it exists. Yeah. And I think for me, the reason that we're doing this and that I think is, this is so important. Um, In 2020, I know a lot of us made promises to learn more about black history and what black Americans go through in our country from, you know, historically all the way to now. And um, the common theme that I see in my Instagram when I post anything that I am learning about race relations in America is that people want to know more, but I think some people are scared or they don't really know. And look, I think the one thing that we can all do is open our eyes and open our ears. And, um, that, and Juneteenth is a great way to do that, to learn more about the holiday, why it's so important And I wanted to start the show today by playing a clip. This is from CNN. And there's a woman that you'll hear more about later in the show, but her name is Opal Lee. And she's an elderly woman. She is a huge reason why Juneteenth is a federal holiday now. She's fantastic. And Dion Sims is her granddaughter. And they're talking in this clip. And I thought it was a great clip that I wanted to share that hopefully takes some of that like can I, do I say happy Juneteenth? What do I say? How do I participate? And I wanted to play this. If I'm white, can I celebrate Juneteenth? And the answer is yes. Even if they are descendants of former slave owners, you can celebrate the freedom of the enslaved just as much as a person whose ancestry is from being in slavery. Slavery is our past. Freedom is our present and our future. My grandmother has always said Juneteenth is a unifier. It's a bridge that can bring folks together. And the way I see it is you get a chance to talk about Juneteenth, what it represents. What is Juneteenth, you ask? Juneteenth 
is the commemoration of when the enslaved were told they were free. On the 19th day of June in 1865, We started celebrating, and we've been celebrating ever since. Juneteenth is the United States' newest federal holiday, thanks in part to a 96-year-old activist from Texas, Miss Obo Lee. It's not a white thing. It's not a black thing. It's an American thing. Who's Obo Lee? It's what you want to know. A little old lady in tennis shoes getting in everybody else's business and having a real good time doing it. That's who she is. Miss Opal, known as the grandmother of Juneteenth, successfully championed legislation that made Juneteenth a federal holiday. Now, a day that is primarily observed by African Americans in the South, is celebrated coast to coast. And, crucially, Ms. Opal's granddaughter, Dion Sims, says it's a day that is inclusive of all races. If you're white and struggling with how to talk about Juneteenth, Dion says there are some simple things to say. I can't apologize enough for what you've been through, but I can empathize what slavery has caused this nation to enact upon you. And then they can support legislation or policies that help to balance the scales. White fragility and white guilt is real, but turn it around and make it a positive so that it impacts somebody else's life and balances the scales. Because it is a national holiday, it is history, but if we don't talk about our history, we are to forget it and repeat it and repeat it the next clip that we wanted to share today is the history of juneteenth and history is done so well by mosh wanunu for mo news he is a history fanatic he loves history and he loves news and i think he said at one point he had 53 news apps on his phone right He's a, he's a junkie. He just, he can't get enough of it. And so when there's an opportunity to share new knowledge, he's all about it. And last year, just a few days after his new podcast or his pod, new podcast at the time, Mo News launched, the country celebrated their very first Juneteenth. And he did a special episode of the Mo News podcast explaining exactly how that came about and what it means. And we'd love to share that with you today. And if you like what you hear, we would love it if you sought out Mo News and hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, because he delivers stuff like this constantly. Here is the Mo You Know episode on Juneteenth. It is a significant day in American history that has gone under the radar for a major part of the country for decades. Juneteenth, short for June 19th, marks the day in 1865 when federal Union troops arrived in Galveston, Texas to announce that all enslaved people were to be immediately freed. What many people don't know is that that 1865 announcement actually came a full two and a half years after President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. We all remember the Emancipation Proclamation as the document that declared all enslaved people in Confederate states in rebellion against the Union, shall be, quote, forever free. President Lincoln signed the document back on January 1st, 1863, and yet Black Americans were still in bondage more than two and a half years later in places like Galveston, Texas. So what happened? 
In reality, the Emancipation Proclamation didn't instantly free all enslaved people in 1863. The proclamation only applied to places under official Confederate control and not to rebel areas already under Union control or slaveholding border states. Remember, Texas had been its own independent country just decades earlier and always prided itself on independence. As of 1863, Texas had not been defeated yet in the Civil War, and white people in the state felt that slavery was key to the future of their economy. So through all of 1863, 1864, and through the summer of 1865, slavery continued in territories and states like Texas, where there was no large-scale fighting or significant presence of Union troops. Many enslavers from other Confederate states like Tennessee, Arkansas, and Louisiana had also moved there, viewing it as a safe haven for slavery. There was no Union Army presence there, and therefore they could continue the practice. So the Civil War then comes to a close in the spring of 1865. General Robert E. Lee and the Confederate military surrender in April. The final battle is fought in May, as it takes weeks for word to travel around the country that the war is actually over. The next month, in June 1865, Major General Gordon Granger arrives at Galveston Island, Texas. He has the mission to inform all of Texas's 250,000 enslaved people that they were free. It was called General Order Number 3. It was brief and pretty clear. Granger and his men inform everyone that, quote, the people of Texas are informed that, in accordance with a proclamation from the Executive of the United States, all slaves are free. It effectively states that black Americans are equal to white Americans, and Granger and his men inform everyone around Texas that they should have the same rights. Our first African-American vice president, Kamala Harris, discussed that during the Juneteenth law signing in 2021. For more than two years, the enslaved people of Texas were kept in servitude. For more than two years, they were intentionally kept from their freedom. For more than two years. And then on that summer day, 156 years ago, the enslaved people of Texas learned the news. They learned that they were free and they claimed their freedom. It was indeed an important day. But still freedom would not immediately come to all black slaves in states like Texas. Some slaveholders would hide the news, forcing black people to continue to labor under the oppression of ruthless enslavers and unscrupulous plantation owners for months and even years later. It would take until December of that year in 1865 for slavery to formally be abolished in America with the ratification of the 13th Amendment to the Constitution. And so the following year, in 1866, freed men in Texas organized the first of what became the annual celebration of Jubilee Day on June 19th, effectively the first Juneteenth Day. In the ensuing decades, Juneteenth commemorations feature music, barbecues, prayer services, and other activities as black people migrate from Texas to other parts of the country and the Juneteenth tradition spreads. More than a century later, in 1979, Texas becomes the first state to make Juneteenth an official holiday. Several other states would follow them through the years. Fast forward to 2016 and the story of Opal Lee, an 89-year-old Texas woman who made it her mission for Juneteenth to become a federal holiday. She began a walk from her home in Fort Worth, Texas, to the nation's capital, walking two and a half miles each day to commemorate the two and a half years it took black people in Texas to actually get their freedom. In a recent interview with CBS News, this is how Lee, now aged 95, described her mission. I um, decided that maybe 
if a little old lady, 89 years old, in tennis shoes, walking from Fort Worth to Washington, somebody would pay attention. Lee ended up delivering a petition to the nation's capital that had more than one and a half million signatures calling for a federal Juneteenth day. A couple years later, with the Black Lives Matter movement getting major attention the summer of 2020, public awareness about the holiday continues to grow. And so in June 2021, Congress overwhelmingly passed a resolution establishing Juneteenth as the newest national holiday. President Biden would sign it into law on June 17th, 2021. Great nations don't ignore their most painful moments. They don't ignore those moments in the past. They embrace them. Great nations don't walk away. We come to terms with the mistakes we made. And in remembering those moments, we begin to heal and grow stronger. Juneteenth is the first new federal holiday established since MLK Day was added back in 1983. We hope today's episode of The Upside was educational and informative, and you walked away with a little more knowledge than you had just 15 minutes ago. Yep. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with a regular episode of The Upside. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful day and happy Juneteenth. Thanks for listening to The Upside Podcast. Peace to you.